And how are you on this fine Saturday morning? My name is Michael Mullis, president of Mortgage Teacher. And, well, that's exactly what we do on this program. We kind of teach you different ways to save interest on your mortgage. So today's episode, we're going to talk about something a little bit different. You know, what what keeps you busy? What's keeping me busy? Uh, Me personally, Michael, I'm a father, husband. I live out in Dorchester. My kids are about 10 and 12. And uh, yeah, we're involved with, you know, hockey, ringette. So I don't know about you, but holy moly, it is mid-February already. You know, I had plans to start this in January and I want to kick my year off with that. And I have some plans to do this in the spring and this summer I want to do that. And here we are mid-February and I can hardly keep up. Now, with that being said, here's what it's about. Yeah, my life is balanced. My, My kids keep me busy with sports. So maybe that's like you, a lot of hockey playdowns going on, maybe some grandkids out there that were traveling all around Ontario. If you're still playing in your playdowns, you know, I know that you're traveling even farther. And of course, all of our local alliance playoffs are starting. So good luck to all. Mortgage teachers heavily involved, sponsoring many minor hockey, ringette, development teams, sake and ice, swimming, whatever it may be, uh, you know, we, we're there to support. Of course, uh, I was talking to a bunch of gentlemen this week. I'm out at the Highland Country Club. Love those guys out there. So we've been uh, playing a lot of curling out there lately. Yes, I'm getting into curling. Got to get better at my old man sports. Absolutely love, love the entertainment out there. So it's been fun. Uh, anyway, we we're having some good chat about what's going on. And, and I realized that, you know, the gentlemen I, were talking to, I was talking to were 50, 60, 70 years old. And we got talking about how mortgages are qualifying because maybe, you know, their kids are selling a house and upgrading. Another uh, guy's kids are getting married and buying their first house. Um, another one wanted to get about $100,000 renovations to add, uh, put an addition onto their house downtown London. And uh, I was talking to them about what's the best way of doing that. So I thought, you know, maybe it's a good time mid-February because I can't even hardly keep up to just kind of update you guys on what's going on with mortgages, how the market here is in the city of London, and maybe kind of bring up some different ideas on uh, what you could do with some of this equity. So again, if you're wondering who am I? What is going on here? Look us up at mortgageteacher.com. Google mortgage teacher, honest to gosh, and read for yourself what we're doing and how we're, how we're helping people out. I got a couple of good examples here of just how people's numbers are walking into our, our office and then how big of a change it can be walking out of the office. So it's kind of untraditional. Like I've said it before on the show, we deal with every institution. Uh, we're unbiased. We're more like a financial planner to help you get rid of the mortgage. Uh, my joke is here in the city, there's like, what, 456 mortgage brokers or mortgage agents or mortgage advisors. Uh, there's a ton of people out there trying to give you a mortgage. But mortgage teachers here to help you get rid of this mortgage because that's what no one seems to take the time to sit down and do. And we got to do that on an unbiased approach. So what I like about what we have going is now the banks love working with us. If I can go give a bank $40 million dollars, Uh, at a high efficiency so they don't have to waste much time and they make a lot of money, they'll drop their rate for me. So basically, it's help me help you people. If you are easy to work with and I'm easy to work with and we get it through to the bank and thanks to a lot of technology and stuff, we can make their life easy. Of course, that's what can bring your rate down. It's called leverage. So what's hot in the market? We'll get to that. As I mentioned before, uh, chatting with a bunch of guys on my curling team, we were all kinds of examples of how people they knew kind of needed money right now and how it's a little bit untraditional. So I'll start with this. First of all, as far as qualifying for mortgage, I'm going to say something that you're like, what? I'm going to, I'm going to blow your mind a little here. Yes, I am. Um, as of January 2017, the way we qualify, the way you get your rate given to you is different than ever before, ever. 
100 years in banking and it's never been like this. And here's what I mean, because I know who my listeners are. A lot of people that are listening to this program have 20% equity, if not more, 50% paid out. If not, I don't need to listen to this show, Michael, because I don't have a mortgage. Well, okay, we'll get to that point because I'm going to teach you how to invest in mortgages too. But back to what I was getting at earlier. Like I said, I'm going to teach you something that maybe you didn't know. Believe it or not, the way we've always grown up, and I know you're all going to agree, agree with me, the way we've always grown up with banking is the more you put down, the more leverage you have. I know you're all shaking your head. Yes, yes, that's common sense. So, you know, you want to buy a $500,000 house. You come in with a $300,000 payment. Think about your mindset. You're thinking, look, it, I got three hundred down bank. I only need 200000 I am not risky. I have a good job. I have good credit. So what is your lowest rate? I mean, deep down, I'm thinking, hey, kiss my butt, bank. Now it's time for me to get a good deal. What's the best rate you got? So, of course, we all hop online and what do we type in? Lowest mortgage rate. Of course, that's what we're doing. We want the lowest rate. Lowest rate, lowest rate, lowest rate. Probably a five-year fix, but that's what we're looking for. Trust me, my dad did the same thing. Okay? Now, here's something to think about. What you didn't know is if somebody puts down less than 20%. So this is the first time a home buyer. And I know all the people listening right now are like, well, you know, that's not me. That's, that's me a long time ago. And, you know, I was good enough to save up my money and have to avoid CMHC. I never had to pay that premium. I get it. But here's what's been going on. In fact, I'll bring it right into our own backyard. Oxford and Highbury, the Army Barracks houses, they're north there. That is CMHC. What happened in 1955 is all the boys, girls, everyone came back from war. And of course, it was all hoorah, hoorah, look at London. We have East London. Everyone grabbed a, a job. My dad worked at, my grandpa and my dad worked at GM. There's Kellogg's. We have 3M out there. We have Clubhouse. Heck, we had OPG cards being made out there. The point I'm getting at, that's industry. Everyone grabs a good job. Now, back then, if you wanted to buy a house, you had to put 25% down, okay? And a lot of guys came back and said, well, I want to build, grow my family. We're back from war, but I got a good job. I'm all set, but I don't have a down payment. So upon, here comes CMHC. They're now created, okay? And what they said is, listen, we're an insurance company that if you go through us, jump through our hoops, for example, your credit, your job, you got to show this stuff just like your traditional mortgage today. If you show this, you know, we'll allow you to put only 5% down. You don't have to put 25% down. You can just put 5% down. So that's great. That's what got the housing market going on. And here's what the insurance company said, CMHC. They said, well, don't worry, TD. Don't worry, Scotia. Don't worry, RBC. That if they go back to war and these payments start to default, we will give you all your money back. Now, that is all on the gamble that the war is over and the housing market is going to be the new industry, which, boom, there's the housing market, okay? So the housing boom happens, and here we go. CMHC is created, of course, Crown Corp, government body that starts making money and doing well. What we don't know, now picture yourself in the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. You go buy a house, you're like, well, I I have more than 50% down. I don't need that CMHC. That's fine. But what you don't know is the bank went and got it insured and paid for it at the back end. Mortgage-backed securities, bulk insurance, these are some of the terms that we hear. Okay, so that's what was going on. So the investor, think about the investor side. I'm just really breaking this down common sense, guys. Here's what's going on. The investor now is guaranteed to get their money back. Not only is, you know, you're, you only owe 200000 against your $500,000 play, so no risk, 
On top of that, it is insured. So the investor is here to get all their money back. That's what CMHC is, folks. They basically insure the investor that you're, you know, everything's going to be great and they back it all up. Well, along comes 2008. Uh-oh. Now we've seen the housing market go upside down. That's when this B20 has come in. Okay? And here is when everything went sideways, went different. The B20 started, you know, giving us this stress test that our poor kids have to go through now and getting a house. All of us, all of us have to qualify at 5.19% when getting a house. Now, also with our line of credit, say you have a line of credit owing for $50,000 and you only have to pay two hundred a month. Well, no, if you go to qualify for a place that's not two hundred a month, that is you know, 3% of the balance, which in this case is 1500 a month. So I get some people that can't go buy their cottage or their house because they have a big line of credit. Meanwhile, the payment isn't that high, but for qualifying, it is. The point I'm getting at, they've, they're making it harder to qualify. Now, I just looked at the time. It flew by. We're going to go to news break, but right after this, I'm going to tell you exactly, wow, how the difference is. I just explained what CMHC is. You understand insured versus uninsured. But the new B20 Act kicked in, and as of January 17th, this is how we got to look at mortgages, and you're going to be surprised with this. So tune in, and I'll be right back. Hello, folks. Happy Saturday. My name is Michael Mullis, president of Mortgage Teacher, and, well, that's exactly what we're doing in here is teaching you different things about mortgages. Now, before the program, I was into a pretty hot topic, and I kind of challenged all my listeners out there to just say, you know, I bet you I'm going to teach you something you didn't know. So before the program, hopefully you're still tuning in. And if you just tuned in, well, hopefully you can catch up. But if you're still listening, thank you very much. And like I was saying, I just explained what CMHC is. So basically what's going on now in the banking industry is, like I told you before, everything is insured. Even if you put more than 20% down, the bank likely still insured that at the back end. Well, as of January 2017, I think I said that right before the break. What happened is the bank said, no, 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 no. From now on, if the client puts 20% down, you can't get it insured. It's non-insurable. Therefore, what happens to the banks, the investor, that's different now. Because now the investor isn't guaranteed to get their money back because we've proven those numbers different in 2008 with the crash. Therefore, it's actually a riskier deal than if a person puts only 5% down, they get fully CMHC insured or, you know, insured by a provider. There's also Genworth and Canada Guaranteed. So they get insured and that person's guaranteed to get their money back. So here's what's going on. This is where I'm going to blow your mind. My, I'll give you two scenarios, okay? My father, I'll say. Um, he's got a $900,000 house and he only needs a $100,000 mortgage short term. He plans on paying it out over the next couple of years. Okay, so he says, Michael, what's the best rate you got? I have no risk. I got $800,000 down. Like he's flexing his muscles, of course. My dad's very proud. It's hard worked money. We all know that. So I'm good with that. He asked me for the lowest rate. So I have a rate for him. At the same token, say I have a younger brother. Okay, he's going to buy his first time house. Say it's only worth $100,000. He just scrapes up $5,000 down, 5%. Okay, and and the deal, he's just getting by. That person is going to get a lower interest rate than my father. Did you just hear that? The first time home buyer that's just getting by and putting 5% down is going to get a lower interest rate offered than my dad, who's buying a $900,000 house and putting $800,000 as a down payment. Doesn't this sound crazy? But people, 
you have to understand. This is insured versus uninsured, guaranteed to get your money back and not guaranteed. Now, of course, with a broker, there's creative ways to still get your mortgage insured and that. And the other thing is, my dad, he heard this. He said, this is ridiculous. What do you mean you're offering him a rate point to? Now, as you hear from my numbers, my dad only needs $100,000. He's towards the end of his mortgage. The difference between his rate and the rate that he could be getting, the insured rate, was only point two. In this scenario, that ended up being a total of $16 per month. Now, come on, Dad. Do you really care about $16 a month? That's that's not the case here. And, and really, when you think about the ethics, the insured person almost needs that little bit less because they've got the bigger mortgage. The first-time home buyer is now taking a mortgage for $350,000. So they're the ones that, you know, point two adds up to them. I'm just teaching you that this is how we have to qualify for a mortgage now. So say I get a, a rate sheet in at mortgage teacher from Scotiabank. It's not one five-year fixed. I mean, gone is the day that you call up Payson and goes, what's your best rate? Well, you can't do that. You can't even call up and say, what's your best five-year fix? Because they don't just have one. We have to understand the particulars of your deal. For example, are you looking for an insured or uninsured rate? Because the banks have trained us to chase interest rates so hard that you have to think this. I get a call for the lowest rate, but does that mean you want to pay $9,000 in CMHC insurance to save $16 a month? No. That's, that's exactly what happens. Some people call in, they want the lowest rate so bad that I have to show them. And, and some people say, I want that anyway. I want the lowest rate. And I'm like, but look, you're paying out $4,500 in CMHC insurance to get that rate. And this rate only saves you an additional like 16 bucks. No, no, no. You're not always looking for the lowest rate. You're looking for the least spend. You're looking to pay the least amount of interest. Okay. So that's what we'll talk about. Now, also that you don't know, if anyone wants a 30-year amortization, well, then you can't get the insured rate. So some people are kind of, that's where mortgage teacher comes in. You got to find happy middle in between those two. Okay. Now, as far as what's trending in mortgages, that's just to kind of teach you guys, oh my gosh, I didn't know. I know a lot of people listening here have 20% equity in the place um, or even more. And and really, uh, like I said to everyone and everyone's calling the office, like, wow, I have newfound equity. Right now, you know, in my house, I bought it for 300 and oh my gosh, Michael, like the neighbors just sold theirs for 520 It's insane. So yes, we have equity in our house. So now the question is, what are you going to do with that equity? Well, I'll tell you what a lot of people are doing. A lot of people are calling in, they're using that equity to get ahead. Because, I mean, who wants to save money and just leave it in the bank doing nothing for you? Now that equity sitting in your house and it's debt equity. I get it. We're all raised to, you know, pay off our debt as quick as we can. And, and, and I'm saying do that, but there's also ways to create and grow with tax deductions. Now, that could be a whole show on itself. And I'll probably do, even do that next program, actually, talk about investing. But a little bit more on, on this side. What you could do with that found equity is what are your plans in the future? Do you have plans to renovate the house? Well, if so, we can talk to you and discuss the cheapest way to do it. The easiest way to do it is go grab a line of credit. But then at the end of the day, you're sitting there on $40,000, you know, prime plus two compounded monthly. That sucker seems like a money treadmill. takes forever. You're paying out a lot of interest out of that equation. So sometimes it's cheaper to just redesign the mortgage setup. And maybe that's a lot cheaper and you can pay back, you know, and still have the better results because a lot less interest is going out of your pocket. So it depends. Maybe you're looking to use that equity to build a investment portfolio. Maybe it's to invest in the market. Do you have that financial plan? Are you, 
you love, you trust. Oh my gosh. Like if I have someone that's I give a hundred grand to or, or back up. Let's say I give somebody ten grand and they turn that into thirteen thousand. Well, do the math, folks. What if I gave them, you know, a hundred grand? They could have turned that into one hundred and thirty thousand. So if you have an investor, a planner, somebody that does make you money, someone you trust, well, please call mortgage teacher immediately. I'm not gonna lie, because this is what we're doing eight times a day. We're grabbing equity out of the house to help people invest. Here's why. On top of it, not only do you have a planner that you trust or an investment path or an investment property you want to buy or something, but the point is if you have something that you trust that you're getting a good return on, great. I can help you get more money or we can help you get more money towards that for free. We all made a lot of money in our in equity and how can we use that without even changing the cost that you're paying right now? And here's the biggest gold of it all. As of the year 2000 or so, there was a rule put into place. If you borrow to invest, you get to write off all the interest. So a reason a lot of people wouldn't want to take the equity out of the house to invest is, well, because of our ethics, the way we were raised. My grandparents taught me with, no, you pay that off and you don't have a mortgage. Well, true, when you're paying 8% for money. But when you're getting your money at, you know, 2 and 3%, even under 4%, and I can invest it for one on top of that and make a percent and build my book over time because we all know how compound interest works. But the biggest gold of all is, Grandpa, uh, I'm creating a tax deduction. Yeah, I'm getting T-Ford really big, so I need tax deductions. I just wrote off, you know, $14,000 in interest this year. So that's why the times have changed. We have to take some of the old ethics, which, hey, it's sound advice. Don't get me wrong, but there are smarter ways to do it. So I have a lot of people right now taking equity out of the house and using that to invest as long as you have a place that you trust to invest. Now, wow, that time went by quick. This show, I guess that's what we'll focus on. First of all, number one, qualifying for a mortgage is different. Um, When you're shopping lowest interest rate only, be careful because there's insured versus uninsured. Um, If you live in the house, it's a different interest rate than if you don't live in the house. Now, like I told you in the program, they're all 0.1 and 0.2 off, which on the average mortgage in London is probably about 10 bucks a month. So it's not like it's a big screaming, you know, big deal from one rate to the other. I'm not saying go take 10%. I'm just saying somewhere in this area, you're fitting in the middle. Okay, that's great. That's number one. Number two, what we talked about is you have money in the bank because London has gone up so much. So my question is to you, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to use it to build your investment portfolio, but you need someone you trust? Are you going to do it to buy some property to grow your portfolio? Are you going to use it to renovate your home? Whatever it may be, please reach out to us at mortgageteacher.com. Again, I'm Michael Mullis, president of Mortgage Teacher, and I hope to hear from you soon and have yourselves a fantastic Saturday. Signing off.